Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. there's no hope. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Uh, We all know what's going (laughs) to happen to the Cowboys ahead of time. And, and you'll be chronicling it. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. If they're healthy, you watch. Oh. They might not lose a game. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. ESPN college football analyst Ryan Leaf. Coming up. Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith. ESPN NFL analyst Mina Kimes. Plus actor and comedian Billy Gardell. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yep, hour number two here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Our phone lines are lit. Mina Kimes is here. She's going to be joining us in studio in about 20 minutes' time. We're excited to hear from Geno Smith. He was supposed to call in right now, but we're hearing uh, he is still in a meeting and will be joining us in about 10 minutes' time. Looking forward to chatting with the starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. You there at 844-204-RICH and YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We're making our way to the Roku channel in short order. There will be an announcement on that coming tomorrow. Hey. Hey. I have been promising a an announcement uh, on top of a promise and a pledge. And it's finally happening tomorrow. I promise. And I pledge. Promise? The Roku channel is free. Regardless, and we're going to start streaming free this very month. There will be an announcement on that tomorrow on an actual start date. Very excited to let everyone know. Uh, We say hello to our Odyssey listeners, uh, and we're also going to Sirius XM. Uh, That's another uh, pledge that we'll be back there. Um, We're everywhere, Rich. We're yeah, we're 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 waiting patiently. We're waiting patiently. Do I do I have to call Chris Russo to make something happen? Do I have to do that? He runs serious, right? No, he doesn't. Oh, feels like Howard does. Stern does. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's true. Do I have to? Do I have to call Baba Booey to make this happen? If so, I will. I <laughs> promise <laughs> that. I promise you. Baba Booey. I will call Baba Baba Robert Booey. A. Booey Baba to Booey. say what is happening. The whack pack. It's a pledge. What kind of like a whack pack for you? Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm in a mood. Oh, why? Because <laughs> you jinxed the Bills? Nope, I didn't jinx the Bills. Oh, you jinxed the Raiders. I chose the Bills, and five others of my five others on game day morning did the same thing. Now, did okay? you all submit your picks independently? Yes, did we you? did. We oh, did. so you didn't know? I had this no was idea happen. until it happened. Okay. Yeah, we like you know we don't like to rehearse either. We just say let's do it. Right. Save the gold. So no, I'm in a mood because once again, once again, once again, the New York Jets. Trying to start a season, start fresh, start new, turn a page, finally decide that we're not going to get screwed over anymore by the football gods. Once again, kicked right in the perineum. (laughs) Look it up. Nice callback. By the football gods. (laughs) <laughs> yep, great draft, excellent draft. I mean, amazing draft, amazing draft. You know, let's get a new wide receiver, a new running back, a new pass rusher. Let's go. Let's go. Right? New franchise-altering personality at cornerback. All kids from top-notch programs and schools and just figuring out, like, they don't know. 
that Jets fans look for the trap door and get kicked in the nards by the football gods. 50-plus years in running. Last night, NFL Network had every Super Bowl ring on, every Super Bowl ring that that was there in, in, in some sort of, like, Pulp Fiction type case with the gleam from the case. There were all the the rings from the case. And I grabbed the Jets. Top row, third from the left. And it was very small. It was very small compared (laughs) to the other rings. I grabbed the Rams one and opened it up and it made a noise. And I tried to put it back together again. And it wasn't actually fixing. And I thought for a second, do I need to jam it in there? And I handed it back to the guy in charge. And I'm like, my children's 529s are all fully funded. I still want them to go to school. You put it back together. Like my kids can't b- get the cap back on the orange juice. You, oh, your daddy, you do it. That's what I did last night with the the Rams ring. What is juice? But I put I put the jet ring on just to see how it feel, just to try and ward everything off because I heard Zach Wilson might be back. It's possible he's starting. Q coach Sala today. To be honest with you guys, and I'm just going to lay this out, so I, I, I really don't want to talk about the situation anymore. So we're the, the earliest he's going to be available is Pittsburgh. That's going to be the earliest. And uh, just from everything we gathered over the last couple of days, uh, now can it change? Sure, I'm always going to leave that door open. You guys know me. I'm the eternal optimist. But uh, we are we are going to make sure that both mind and body are 110%, make sure we do right by him. And... Um, and, and we feel like, talking to the doctors and everyone, it's going to be that Pittsburgh week. Pittsburgh week, for those who might not be so accra-sure of the Jets' schedule, that's week four. <laughs> well, well done there. That that's week nice. four. That's week four. That's, that's, uh, that's three games of Joe Flacco. Nobody on draft night says, wow, how's Garrett Wilson going to sync up with Joe Flacco? Wow, Brees Hall coming out of the backfield. How's he going to get... The ball from Joe Flacco. Nobody thinking that. Nobody thinking, hey, this is an incredible moment for the Jets. We're finally turning the corner. And uh, we play our first three games against the AFC North. Let's put Flacco back in that division, shall we? Nobody saying that. So I will say this. I'm going to take my cue from my coach. Not just because we're part of the bald brotherhood. No. I believe in Robert Sala, and I'm going to be the eternal optimist. I'm thinking, Joe, this is your moment, sir. Yep, you're getting your first start of a season. No, I wasn't with the Ravens. That's not the last time he started a season. He started it with the Broncos in 2019. Let's not forget. Before he stunk the joint up and they had to turn to Brandon Allen and see where they had in Drew Locke. We're not going to go there, Joe. I'm not going there. And Jet fans, we will not go there. Maybe we will in the first quarter. But we're not going there now because you're going back in the AFC North and you're going to take this opportunity. You're going to take this moment. You're going to have a that moment, the three-week run like you had in that playoff That glorious playoff that Ravens fans didn't think was possible. Where you chased down all of Kurt Warner's records like it was a game day morning bold prediction from Steve Mariucci. You broke them all. Touchdowns, no picks. You were perfect. You clean sheeted that playoffs. And you went to Steve Bashotti and said, pay me. That's the Flacco that can show up. The weapons are there, Joe. The system is there for you to be that steady hand and veteran hand. That's why you're there. When Zach Wilson gets hurt, unfortunately, it keeps happening now. But when Zach Wilson is out, you are there to keep the ship righted. You know what it's like to take on the Ravens. You did it every day in practice for damn near a decade. You know what it's like to to play the Cleveland Browns. And you know what it's like to play the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's go, Joe. Let's go, Joe. Last night, I put on the ring that was once <laughs> worn by another Joe. Oh, geez. As a matter of fact, the guy who was in charge of the rings came up and said, you know, whose ring is that? And I'm like, what do you mean, whose ring is that? He says, there's a name on the side of each ring. And? I, 
and it said Namath on the side of the ring. I'm like, is this really Joe Namath's ring? He goes, no, nah, I guess they just put the name on it. <laughs> I know, so I want I know, another Joe. Here's the deal. I know another you're on a job. I know you're on a roll here, but like what, what role am I on? Like, I'm, I'm if, being positive. What if Flacco goes like three and one? Is do you have a quarterback controversy? No, you don't. It's Zach Wilson's gig. <laughs> it's time for him to just stay upright. Chris, this is what got him to lose his mind last year when we no, tried to we say that. Mike White. No, you said the Mike White thing, and because you were going back at me, because <laughs> I was all over the Cooper Rush thing with you. Yeah, but and- no, 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 no. That's how it started. Mike White came and played well, gave your team a chance to win a game. I said, I hey, maybe it's a guy. You lost it for Dude, some reason to start no. comparing Cooper Rush, and I'm like, bro, you're caught up in your feelings a little too much right now. Well, you I'm gonna, just can saying. You, you, are you predict the are Jets you, schedule right now? You are not new here. I'm no, not, I'm not doing the Jets schedule right now. Why not? Why not? You made me the Cowboys two months ago. Because Geno Smith could call in at any moment. We're doing it today. We're not doing it today. We don't have time today. Oh, we got time. We definitely have time today. We definitely have time today. We don't have no time. Rich, you you literally control our times. We're timeless. (laughs) We have no time. I will not do it today. No soup for you. Because I'm feeling positive. All right? Michael's got great hair, at least. You know what I mean? He's got that going. Shut up. I'm going to be positive about it. But this is not what we envisioned it's not what we thought. Who else is who else's quarterback is not ready to start the season? Is Josh Allen ready to start the season? Tua, Matt Jones. Hold on a minute. Who else? Oh, Hold the, on. No, no, no. Let's do it. Let's do ready. this. Let's do this. Okay. Let's do this. <laughs> Geno Smith could call any Lamar, minute. Lamar's ready. Right? Lamar's ready. He's ready. Burrow had his freaking appendix removed. He's ready. Burst. Yeah. He's ready. He'll answer the bell. Trubisky's ready. Steelers got three guys. What are we gonna, they're like, I don't know. Let's choose. We got, we got three choices. Matt Ryan's ready. Tannehill's ready. Trevor Lawrence is ready for the first time since he had a real coach named Dabo Swinney, who's on Thursday. He's ready. Rich, you have Hold the luxury. No, no, no. Stop, sir. You have luxuries on You know who's also ready? Davis Mills. <laughs> neck up, neck down. He's ready. Long necking. Everybody in the AFC West is up and ready. Dak's ready. Jalen Hurts is ready. Carson Wentz, even he's ready. Yeah. Right? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is neck. He's ready. He's, he's ready. ready. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is ready. Jared Goff is ready. We ready. Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers we is ready. ready. Right? Kyler Murray's ready. Kyler Murray's ready. His iPad's ready. That's it's my all, quarterback it's all charged up. It's all charged That's up. TJ's quarterback in fantasy. Yep. Justin Fields is ready. Tom oh. Brady is ready. We think. Car- <laughs> Baker Mayfield is ready. Oh, he's really ready. Yeah. He's really. Ready. You know who's also ready? Patty Mahomes. Marcus Mariota's ready. Mm. Geno Smith is ready. Trey Lance and Jimmy G's ready. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Oh, my arm. He's ready. <laughs> I think it might be broken. You know who's not ready? Deshaun Watson's even ready, but the league's saying, no, you're not. <laughs> the only one who's not ready is Sam Darnold, the guy who Zach replaced. Okay. <laughs> I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling good about it. Mitch Eisen is awesome, baby, with a capital A. Diggy V's ready? Diggy V's ready. <laughs> who's not ready? Who's the only team whose quarterback is not ready and won't be ready till week four? Didn't, didn't your coach say that Joe Flacco's a starter in this league? It's great. Look, well, you, we'll find out, won't we? You have a Super Bowl winning quarterback as your backup. Yeah, That's you a luxury. That's a luxury. It's a luxury. It's a it luxury, is. right, Chris? I, that I, is a luxury. I saw 56 pieces of luxury items last night. One of them had the Jets on it. Thank God. Thank God. That picture is amazing just because it's like it's like a Russian doll situation. Every every ring just keeps getting larger and larger and larger. <laughs> well, actually, if you look at it, if you look at it, the Patriots like, look at the, the side no, of those no, no, things. The Patriots are the ones who fought, like the Ravens were the ones who who started. Well, hold, uh, hold on a minute. There's one uh, right before the Saints. That's the Patriots. The Patriots just started getting larger and larger and larger. Well, there were so it, many trophies. I know, they they, they had to fit them on there somehow. I know. Just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now the Rams are like, we're not only going to go bigger, we're going to go deeper. <laughs> it's three-dimensional. we're going to come apart. <laughs> I swear to God, I cropped, I just popped it off. It looked beautiful in there. And then I put it back on and it wouldn't go. And I thought, I better, I better, I better. Uh, you take it. You said there's music? You take it. You fix it. What? You said there's music when you opened it? 
No, it's not oh, music. Oh, I thought I heard you say that. No, like, wow. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, you're just giving the ne- okay. team next year an idea. Yeah, right. All right, so I'll just out. ask on the air. It's Gino calling in now because we got okay. We got Mina. We got Mina Kimes here. Let's bring her let's out. Just bring her, let's just you know what? If she talks to Gino, I think she's got questions for him. It's her team. That's her team. It's called Kismet. I think she literally has a Seahawks <laughs> tattoo. Really? I believe so. I don't. You don't have any tattoos. <laughs> well, didn't Mangini get a, a, a Favre tattoo? Didn't he do that? Look that up. Well, Rex got the Sanchez tattoo. Dude, no, I thought, I think Mangini got a Favre tattoo. No way. Dude, my team. I mean, we just. (laughs) That's the name of this segment. Dude, my team. (laughs) Did I tell you guys what Jerry Jones told me about Super Bowl rings? Uh Uh-oh. No, true story. That the other owners, and this was, mind you, this was 2010 when I got to meet him. But he told me that the other owners at that point. They pull money in to pay for the rings. Oh yeah, for the champions. Now I don't know if that's something that's that they still do, but at that point, well, I don't know. Woody did. Johnson's return on investment <laughs> on that is <laughs> still still needs to. Uh, you know, Uncle Jerry told me that is all I'm saying. Okay. All right, Meanie Kimes of the Worldwide Leader in Sports will be next, and then your phone calls, and then at some point Geno Smith, and then definitely Billy Gardell. How for about sure. that? Meanie Kimes when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show with our terrestrial radio outfit. The Monday night football game for week number one uh, is is been, for many reasons, Denver-focused. And it's because Russell Wilson, who spent so much time in Seattle, is going back to Seattle. I mean, zero chill by the NFL schedule makers for Russell Wilson's first game as a Bronco to be back where he made all his bones and won a Super Bowl. Uh, There's another quarterback in the game, oh, by the way, and he's somebody who started 19 games in his first two years in the league and only five since a major opportunity at hand for the starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is Geno Smith. How you doing, Geno? I'm doing great. How you doing, Rich? I am doing fine. What is going through your head with an opportunity in front of you like the one that you have, Geno Smith? Um, not much, you know, not, not a lot going through my head other than, uh, you know, working on the plan, which is what we're doing. But other than that, uh, you know, I mean, just taking it day by day, uh, you know, Monday is going to be extremely exciting for a lot of people and a lot of reasons. And so, um, you know, that, that'll come, but you know, today's, you know, not the day to worry about that. No, uh, I understand. Just focusing on day by day stuff. But I mean, for the years in which you, you spent, um, you know, with the Jets, with the Giants, obviously Seattle, uh, hoping for an opportunity where a coach looks at you and says, you are the starting quarterback to start the season. You are our guy. You have that opportunity, and that opportunity is at hand. Did you not – have you not s- spent a moment thinking about 
that is a reality for you? Do you know Smith? Uh, I mean, I mean, life's so so big. You know, I mean, we think about you know, you're talking about football here, and uh, I've been, you know, lucky enough to play this game, you know, for a majority of my life. But uh, I also have great uh, perspective, you know, and life is so much bigger than just one opportunity uh, in one season. You know, it's my tenth season, and I've had other opportunities also. So, you know, coaches have always um, believed in me, and I've always believed in myself. And uh, you know, this is just my tenth year, and you know, I see myself playing for a long time. So, uh, I'm excited. The opportunity is definitely what um, something I've worked for and have planned for. And, uh, you know, but, you know, it's not time for celebration or anything like that. You know, for me, it's just another day of work. And that's kind of how I, you know, kept my mind and kept myself steady throughout this whole thing. It's just, you know, focusing on the day-by-day stuff and not really getting caught up in uh, things outside of my control. Um, so I'm excited. You know, I know people around are excited. My family's excited. But, you know, for me as the player, you know, as the quarterback, um, you know, there's business to be handled. So when you say, uh, in other words, uh, Russ is saying, let's ride. You're saying, let's grind. Is that what you're saying? Let's work. Let's work. Let's work. Let's work. work. Can we hashtag that? Do you mind (laughs) if we hashtag that? Hashtag it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Let's work. Geno Smith, hashtag let's work. Okay. I like it. What what is this offense going to look like? What can you tell the 12s, a little glimpse of what the offense will look like with you at the controls, Geno Smith? Man, we got a fast offense. Uh, It starts up front. Uh, first and foremost, you know, we got, um, you know, two young tackles who I think the world of, I think they're going to uh, be absolutely great for a long time in this league. Uh, we're led by uh, a great veteran center in Austin Blythe. Uh, he's quarterbacking that thing. He's controlling the entire line. Uh, he knows what he's doing, and he's a great player. I got Gabe Jackson, um, another vet, just a dog up front. Uh, Phil Haynes, who I think is coming into his own. He's going to have a great year. Surrounded by weapons on the outside, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, as everyone knows. But we also got some young guys who are going to step up uh, in D. Eskridge. Uh, we got Marquise Goodwin, um, you know, adding him to the mix. I think he's going to do great things. And then uh, a lot of the other guys uh, in that group, they have you know tremendous ability. And, and when their numbers call, they're going to be great. You know, our tight end group is is well rounded with Will Disley and Noah Fant, Kobe Parkinson. Uh, just all those guys. We have some a stable of backs. Um, you know, we have Penny. You know, Rashard Penny, who had a great end of the year last year. And then, uh, you know, we got the young Ken Walker. Uh, Travis Homer had a great preseason. So did DJ Dallas. And so uh, it's going to be a fast physical offense. Uh, we're going to move the chains, be efficient. Uh, you know, be great on third downs, be great in the red zone, all the situational stuff, and just really go out there and, uh, you know, execute, you know, do what we're supposed to do. No, and I, I, I'm, I'm a Michigan Wolverine, so I know that uh, Kenneth Walker just scored on them uh, again. So I, I know how good, wow. uh, no, I know how good he can be. I still see it in my dreams every night or my nightmares. So what do you say, Geno Smith, to those who think that Russ is gone and so are Seattle's playoff hopes? because of that. What do you say to that? Because I'm sure you know that that is a large narrative coast to coast in our football loving nation. Do you know? Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I don't really get into that type of stuff, but, uh, you know, football's played on the field and it comes down to the players. And, uh, you know, the thing about with, with Russell, I mean, what he did in Seattle and, you know, over the course of his career here can never be taken away or overshadowed uh, because it was so, such greatness. Uh, won the most games you know, for for any quarterback in history. And so that can never be taken away from him. You know, the things that he's done in the community here, um, you know, he has longstanding relationships here. And, uh, you know, for that, you know, he should always be loved in Seattle. Uh, when it comes down to the team, though, uh, it's similar to what they had back in, what, 2012, 2013, when no one, you know, thought Seattle could be what they became, which was a dynasty. And, uh, you know, they're still – a lot of those uh, similar faces around who started that with Coach Carroll and uh, Mr. Snyder and the ownership. And so um, the formula has never changed here. Uh, it's always remained the same. I think the, the parts and the pieces and the players, you know, they've, they've come in and out. And I think Coach Carroll and the organization does a great job at making sure that everyone in the building understands the formula for the Seattle Seahawks and how to win. And, uh, you know, that's what, it, that's what it takes. It takes the full team. It takes, you know, all 11 on uh, each side of the ball. And that's what we're, we're about. You know, we're a close-knit team. Everybody on this team believes. Everyone knows that we can go out and win any game, no matter who we play. And it really comes down to how we execute and how bad we want it. 
I've got Geno Smith, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, here on the Rich Eisen Show. And so uh, has Pete Carroll brought that narrative that I just laid out to you up to you at all? Does he mention this at all? Has he, has he, how has he prepared you for the season in that regard? Uh, I mean, I've been here. For, this is my fourth year in Seattle. And uh, obviously I have a new role uh, here on the team. But Coach Carroll's remained the same. You know, his message, message has been the same. And that's the one thing you got to love about a guy like that is that he's not changing his, his beliefs, what he sees for this team, this organization, how we run things. They're not changing. You know, he, he, he has a way about himself. And, I mean, he's one of the better coaches this league has seen. You know, he created a dynasty in college football with, uh, with USC and did the same thing here in Seattle. So um, when it comes down to it, Coach Carroll, you know, he knows what we have as well. You know, he's not naive about this stuff. He's been around this game for a long, long time. And he knows what it takes and he knows what, what we have inside this locker room. And so I think that gives him confidence. Geno Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show. And what's your relationship with Drew Locke? Because I'm sure you know uh, in the same way that Russ is going against his former team, Drew is the, the one acquired in that trade for yeah. him. He'd like to be there. What, what's your, what is the competition like with you and, and he, Geno? You know, competition has been great. Uh, I love Drew a lot, man. I think he's, uh, he's going to have a tremendous career. Uh, I think he's got a long career in this league if he wants to have it. Um, and, and, and we've grown to get to know one another over the course of the uh, past few months. And, uh, you know, what I do know about him is that he's an outstanding young man. He's just a great dude overall. Uh, has had some really tremendous beliefs and values about himself. Walks, walks and talks and does things the right way. And then he has all the ability in the world. And so uh, for me and him, you know, right now it's about preparing for the Broncos, uh, focusing on week one, and we're in this thing together, you know. And, and I think that uh, speaks, speaks volumes about him and who he is and his character. And, uh, you know, as, as well as his team, uh, it really rubs off on everyone on the team. So right before Toe meets ball on, on Monday night, week one, you know, the whole league will have already been played and then the whole country's settling in to watch you on, uh, and, uh, and listen to you on uh, Westwood One. Uh, w- what's going to go through your mind, Gino? Can you just flash forward a little bit to that moment for me for a second? Yeah, that moment is going to be uh, business as usual. Um, you know, none of this stuff is too big. I don't really make it out in my mind to be more than what it is. It's a game, and we're about to go out there and give it every single thing that we have. But it comes down to the day-to-day preparation. So I'm going to be focused. You know, knowing myself, I would be extremely locked in, uh, ready for the moment, you know, ready to go out there and capture the moment, you know, and that's it. And uh, doing it for my teammates, you know, really doing it for my teammates and all the guys around me because it's not about myself. I'm never going to make it about myself. This isn't a redemption story or something like that. I've been living good for a long time. And, uh, you know, for me, like I said, it's just about going out there and executing, doing my job, doing what's supposed to be done, taking care of the football, leading us to points. Did you watch the backyard brawl? Did you check that one out last week? I did watch it. I did watch it, man. I was, uh, you know, I felt, I felt for, uh, you know, uh, number zero. I can't remember his name, but right. he had a great game, and then that ball tipped off of his hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, but overall, I had a great game. I mean, that was that was one for the ages. I mean, just the back and forth in that game. Uh, you know, it was awesome. You didn't cross paths with McAfee there, did you? Were you, you? I did. I didn't. I didn't. But he was already a legend. By the time I got there, everybody had already Pat okay. McAfee, Owen Smith, and you know uh, Steve Slate and Pat White. That whole group of guys. I mean, mm-hmm. they were just legendary. Already cemented in what, West Virginia. What do you mean by legend with McAfee? I need that. I need that. Well, story. on the field, obviously, you know, yeah. great punter. But off the field, just yes. down on High Street and just all around the town, man, they just talk about how Pat McAfee, he was the guy. Like, you know, he got he got things going, you know what I mean? He got the party started type of deal. Yeah, Rich Rod. He was on, or he was on Rich Rod's uh, radar screen a little bit, right? That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah might have been. <laughs> Gino, you take care of yourself. Good luck to you uh, in, uh, on Monday night and throughout the season. Thanks again for the call. Greatly appreciate it. Appreciate you, Rich. Thank you. Right back at you. That's Geno Smith, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, neat stuff. Let's take a break, and then let's bring in Mina Kimes, who's been kind enough to uh, roll with our punches here. Let's work. uh, Hashtag, let's work. Let's work. We we should make a video. Tweeted it out already. Here we go. Let's Let's work. Let's work. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold. In hour number three, Billy Gardell, the uh, diehard Steeler fan in the hit show on CBS, Bob Hart's Abishola. He will be here. Chris Brockman's burning questions for teams 10 through 6 on his power rankings entering the NFL season. Uh, uh, We'll find out who's 10 through 6. We found out already. Number 32 uh, was the Seahawks. Uh, we didn't mention that to Geno Smith when we spoke to him out of, it's a, out of respect. It's fine. But we're mentioning it here with a diehard Seahawks <laughs> fan here from the worldwide leader in sports, uh, one of our favorites, and great to have you here on the program in person. Mina Khan's good to see you. 32? That's Ask him. I'm not, I'm not the only one who has them dead last, by the way. Just mm, want that on the record. Listen, I'm not optimistic. I'm not delusional. But they're, not, they're, not, they're not good. I mean, they're not good. Yeah, I don't but, think they're going to be first on the clock either next year. I just, yeah, Pete Carroll team's not going to finish worse. But I mean, we just heard from Gino there talking about how, hey, this could be like, you know, 2012, 2011, 2013 when no one was expecting it and then a dynasty starts. I understand that. I just remember being there on a Thursday night. I think it was 2011 because it was the Dream Team Eagles yeah. that got waxed right. by the Seahawks on a Thursday night in front of the 12s. And, um, and, you know, Andy Reid's Eagles just got crushed by a team that we were wondering. Yeah. That was the question about those Seahawks on, on our pregame show. Who? What's the identity of this team? And it, I, I kind of feel like we're back to that square one right now. In with, some with ways, although to go back to 2011, Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas aren't walking through that door. But there, right. there's some young talent on that side of the ball. Gino mentioned the two rookie tackles. I thought both of them looked really good in the preseason. Right. Um, and I think that's going to be what's really key to whether or not this offense is functional because Geno Smith um, is actually, you know, he, he's very accurate and decisive when he's not pressured. Right. When he's pressured is when things get a little bit dicey. So if the offensive line holds up, and I do think they've made some good moves, you know, it's a very run-centric Kind of Sean McVay inspired mm-hmm. offense. You can see it working. Mina Kimes from ESPN right here on the Rich Eisen Show. On By the way, uh, I, I saw that state. the 43rd anniversary of, of ESPN today. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, 43 years. I was 10 years old when ESPN started. You don't have to speak I, yeah, after I, that. I, 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 <laughs> you don't have to say anything after that. Yeah. I was, yeah, 43 years ago today. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 19 years ago, last uh, in, in May, I was handed a cardboard box. <laughs> but you're doing great right there on the Worldwide Leader. <laughs> There's no question about it. Thank so, you. How many shows are you on? Um, my main show is NFL Live. Right. Uh, and then in addition to that, Around the Horn, First Take. Sometimes I get to fill in on Pardon the Interruption, which right. is super fun. And then my own podcast, The Meeting Time Show, featuring Lenny. Featuring Lenny. Yeah. yeah I, found, I found it delightful the number of people on your twitter feed that were congratulating lenny yeah on the podcast yeah yeah no for those who may not know who lenny is i know who lenny is you want to describe who lenny is to people so lenny is my dog um and when i launched the podcast i felt like i needed Mm -hmm. a co-host a male co-host uh you know to just gain garner some uh credibility amongst certain crowds so i I, but i also wanted a male co-host who wouldn't talk a lot Mm -hmm. um neutered as well uh he is neutered. okay Okay, good he is um control the pet population doesn't always act like it but um and you know the most common piece of feedback i get from my listeners is yes it should be called the lenny show featuring mina kai that's right well that sounds like patrick beverly's description of his role with the lakers lenny's lenny's podcast you're you're podcasting with Lenny he's not podcasting with I you I think he sees it that way yeah he used to do when I first started it I would let him ask one question yeah and I would say it in the voice I use when I talk to him which is humiliating right and I did it for maybe four months but then 
I had Matt Hasselbeck as a guest growing up a Seahawks fan. I was very starstruck. Yes. And I just couldn't do it. I was like, I can't do the voice in front of Matt Hasselbeck. And that was the end of it. But people say he's been silenced. Okay. I don't know if I could broadcast at all in the way that I talk to my two dogs. Halo and Dilla, Halo and Dylan. It, uh, I don't, it would not be Let very me, good. What is it? What is? How do you what does it sound like? I mean, well, you know, I don't want to. I don't think anybody wants to do that. Yeah, nobody needs to see that. Not in front of you. Not in front of Matt <laughs> Hasselbeck. Like would not. Hasselbeck uh, would that's not, the worst guy to do it in front of. Let you live it down. He was so. I'll never forget Hassel. Uh, Matthew is one of my favorite people on planet Earth. Great. His family, great people, and everything. So you said family wrong. Fa- family. Thank you. Um, so. <laughs> I'll never forget him showing up to the Pro Bowl after losing Super Bowl 40 to Pittsburgh. Cheated, but yeah. Understand, well, this is his point. Illegal said, On NFL Total Access, on NFL Network, we always had Mike Pereira, then the head of NFL refs, on our show to talk about the controversial calls from the previous Super Bowl. Mike had a previously planned vacation after Super Bowl 40. Which I know I could see the look on your face. You're thinking like this was legit. Convenient. <laughs> he didn't know that the the uh, Super Bowl would go off the wheels the way that it did. Um, you know, with a Roethlisberger t- where his helmet scored, but the ball didn't. And that crazy penalty, obviously, on the change of possession, the holding penalty that changed everything. I, I think I've I named like all you. three, right? I, I named you, all three. You nailed it. Well, I remember it like it was yesterday, especially since when we sh- I showed up to the Pro Bowl, and I had just not I had not yet interviewed Pereira, and the person by the pool waiting for me, <laughs> and jumped on me and called us NFL Network. He, he said it was the NFL's Al Jazeera, is what he said <laughs> was NFL Network because we did not have Pereira on the NFL's Network. The NFL, it's right. He, wow. it's what he referred to it as as well. It's now the NFL's Network, and he just laid into me, just you know? crushed me, and I'm like, dude, he's going to be on next week. And then I did ask him all of that, and. I don't think Mike really had very good satisfying answers for you, Holmgren, or anybody else in the 12 nation, you know? So. All you have to do is Google worst officiated game in NFL history. <laughs> Could you do that? Yeah. Chris? Stand, stand by. Google worst officiated game in NFL history and see if Super Bowl 40. First comes page up. results. First page results is what Mina Khan's Ooh, Music City Miracle up there, too. How is that the worst? But the worst yeah. officiated Sorry. Super Bowl yeah, that'll in go. history, not playoff game in history. Chris is one of the slowest Googlers of all time, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not, on him all the time for true, that. Not true. I could have done that myself and gotten the answer. You have a computer in front of but you. But I'm interviewing Mia Kimes. I want to, I, I you know. Now yeah, I, yeah. The, the Steelers had just stolen Super Bowl 40 from the Seahawks. <laughs> That's one headline. Listen. Um. Google, has it ever lied? You look so satisfied. I, right see, I, I feel like I, I sound like such a homer. First, I said the Seahawks shouldn't be 32. I want to be clear. Yes. They're going to be bad. Right. I am not a you know insane person. Uh, and now this talking about the, the Super Bowl. We were talking about my dad earlier, who's mm-hmm. why I'm a Seahawks fan. And every time he texts me, because he's typed it so many times, his phone autocorrects Steelers to S-T-E-A-L-E-R-S. Oh, my goodness wow. gracious. <laughs> so I'm not like that. Amazing. Good thing you're separated by an hour from Billy Gardell showing up in hour number three. I've got Mina Kimes right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, just last night, my crew at NFL Network, the game day morning crew, predicted Super Bowl 57's results. All six of us had the bills. Uh, well, that's one way to look at it. Or incredibly accurate team, uh, maybe the most accurate team on television, and I say that with respect to you, uh, (laughs) has NFL Live chimed in on this subject matter yet at all? Uh, We will. mm, Actually, we haven't done Super Bowl picks. ESPN makes us all do it, and then they publish it. Well, all 90 of them. All 90 million of you. Right, exactly. 300 analysts. Yes. Um, It it is pretty Bills heavy. I've seen the list. What about you? Let's get to your pick. Regrettably, I am also picking the Bills. But it makes sense. It makes incredible sense. They check almost every box that's required to be checked for a Super Bowl contender, if not Super Bowl winner. It does, except for this is the thing that gives me pause, the fact that they're in the AFC, which is, as we know, it's very lopsided NFL this year. It seems like the smarter pick would be to pick one of those, I would say there's three NFC teams that are widely viewed as contenders, the Bucks. The Rams and the Packers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems like well, I 
people might throw the Eagles into the mix, but point is one of those teams is more likely to make it to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. than the Bills, given the gauntlet they have to go through. Right. So why do you like the Bills then? Because they're stacked. Because <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they're, they're stacked. stacked. And our last memory of Josh Allen is him looking like a super soldier. Like, I, I this is a team that got better. You could, I mean, cornerback, they don't have Tredavious White in, this, in, in the first yeah. weeks of the season. Right. right. Yeah. But by the end of the season, what is their weakness in your mind? Well, uh, it could be punter now, you know. Uh, I mean, they got the guy from Denver. He's supposed to be good. Right? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think they have one. Uh, it could be the running game if they need to run it thirty times to beat somebody. I don't know what the circumstance that would be. Again, I'm a Michigan guy. I have uh, James Cook running away from the Michigan defense, uh, still emblazoned in my in my head. I don't think anybody's talking enough about what he can add to this equation for game-breaking ability, if not the ability to maybe complement Singletary. And yeah, they, no, they I refuse to trade Zach Moss despite you know putting know. him in a box. I don't know what's going on there. Everybody, every year, people are like, okay, move on from Zach Moss, but then they, you know, in the preseason, he looks good in camp. He could I'm have like, that AJ Dillon role. I, mean, I don't yeah, know. he's I mean, strong. It's possible. Kind of good short yardage option. I mean, I think you're right. James Cook in the run game is going to matter a lot because every single team in the NFL is going to just beg the Bills to run on them, which is something all the high-powered offenses like the Chiefs ran into the last year. The problem is Josh Allen's the one who might run. I no. Too. Yeah, which is why I'm choosing the Bills. I, it's I, I guess maybe the offensive line has some change uh, that could be an issue. Right tackle is a little bit of a question mark, but everywhere it matters, they are exceptional. Mina Kimes here on the Rich Eisen Show. You also call preseason action for the Rams. What what uh, what have you seen up close uh, on this team that you can pass yeah. along to us to say that they they have the chance to to repeat? They, yeah, they're in uh, that spot. I would say during the preseason, not a lot because Sean McVay is allergic to playing starters. But last year we said that, and by the time you got to the Super Bowl, you had guys who played in the preseason on rookie contracts having to step up in big moments like Nick Scott, safety, Ernest Jones, linebacker, because the way the Rams are built, as you know, is exceptionally top-heavy. Mm-hmm. So they need those later-round draft picks to play significant roles. And this year, with the departure of Von Miller, you need young players to step up uh, in the pass rush. Darius Williams starting cornerback scon. That means, again, young players like David Long Jr. are going to have to contribute. I, I would say, though, um, Allen Robinson was probably the story of camp. And I think in this opener in particular with the issues at cornerback, mm-hmm. Allen Robinson is the guy I'm going to be watching to see if he can really play a big role in this offense. So um, is it just the, the general sense of the Rams are a great offensive team and Allen Robinson has been in offensive purgatory? Pretty much yeah. his entire career since leaving the campus in Penn State is that the is it as simple as two plus two equals four there? Do you, yeah, do you I, I think he brings like an element to this offense they haven't really had, which is that X receiver, that contested catch guy, that red zone threat. Which I think you know the they've 50-50 been yeah ball the fifty fifty balls and Matthew Stafford throws those balls and I think Calvin Johnson's in the Hall of Fame perfect yes one of the few wide receivers that I'm okay throwing the goal line fade to you know in the NFL right so so I think yeah it's it's a big it's a big it it was a huge addition for them and our last memory of him is pretty bad from last year but if there's any team I think you'd bounce back on it would be Los Angeles okay so who's your team in the NFC is it the Rams coming I, out? I've got the Bucks. I think that's chalk. Is that chalk? Are the Bucks it favorite? It is not chalk. Their win total is actually really high. They have a 11. Really? That's who I chose too. I chose the Bills yeah. over the Bucks because, uh, yes, uh, I chose the Bills over the Bucks because I do think despite up front that yeah. issue in front of Brady, and that is obviously the kryptonite for any quarterback as well uh, as Brady, certainly one that's 45, pressure up yeah. the middle, always a problem. I think Brady knows how to handle it. He knows 100%. how to get rid of it. If if Godwin is as healthy as it you know it does appear, although he was wearing that "Don't Touch Me" jersey nice. just today, mm-hmm. uh, you know if Godwin is ready along with Evans, I love the addition of Russell Gage. Everyone's saying Julio Jones is in fact drinking from the fountain of youth. You got Fournette. You've got the rest of that defense. I do believe that they have the horses to go back again. You I know? totally agree, and I, the interior pressure thing is real. But Tom Brady last year got the ball out quicker than any quarterback other than Ben Roethlisberger, who got it out like you know, lightning quick, obviously. That's um, self-preservation, right? Yeah, it was self-preservation. And with Brady, though, it is it, it's a, com- it is a little bit of self-preservation, but also, 
you know, he is the greatest pre-snap quarterback in the NFL. He does everything for the offensive line. He, you don't need the center to do things you would for a young quarterback. So, right. I, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit concerned, but I'm not that concerned. And I love the weapons, as you said. Yeah, I do. I do like them quite a bit. Um, who do you have winning the AFC West? Mina Carnes. I've gone back and forth on this so many times. Okay. And I'm back with the Chiefs. I was tempted by the Chargers. The off-season's darlings, I feel like, of NFL media, and I get it, and I love them, and I love Justin Herbert and the additions they've made. I just think, watching the Chiefs' offense in the preseason, and they actually did play in the preseason, which is bizarre. They sure did, didn't they? They look awesome. Right. They look amazing. I'm not concerned. I like the way they're evolving post Tyreek Hill. Are you, you got a little concern in your eyes. No, I oh, do. Just wait till we hear who he has. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm with you. And I have even said, I think the, the chief's offense has the opportunity to be better than last year. That's definitely going to yeah. be better than what people think. Uh, I, I don't understand the, the Mahomes shade from uh, unnamed defensive coordinator in the athletics saying he plays street ball and then not one but two of his receivers deciding to talk up their new quarterbacks at his expense, even though one of them's Aaron Rodgers and doesn't require to be talked up the way the Sammy Watkins did. I don't get that. Um, that said, I'm on the Raiders. Whoa! Yeah, You're the first person I've met who said the Raiders. And I've been saying it since the I minute have... Chandler Jones signed. Uh, I, I, the minute really? Chandler, the minute, the minute that Vontae Adams joined and Jones signed. And uh, again, another offensive line concern for me. They've got yes. five running backs for a reason as well. Um, but man, you tell me some team that can say, all right, cover Devontae Adams. And when you do that, cover Darren yeah. Waller. And then when you do that, cover Hunter Renfro. And then a coach who's got a second crack at it, who knows how to put them all in a spot. And Derek Carr, one of the most maligned quarterbacks out there. And Max Crosby with Chandler Jones potentially taking some assistance away from yeah. uh, Max Crosby's uh, blockers. I kind of dig it. I, I dig the Raiders. And we haven't seen what Devontae Adams looks like. You want to talk about preseason and not seeing anybody. That's true. I can tell JC you, Jackson isn't playing in week one. Here comes Devontae Adams. Hello. And there's, uh, you know, that's a, no, that's a home game for the Raiders this weekend up the week road. One. I just, I love the pass rush. The secondary in no, this okay. division, it's concerning. And I, and I like the fact they brought in Patrick Graham. There's going to be a schematic change on that side of the ball. I think he's a really brilliant defensive play caller, right. future head coach. But I just don't know if he's got the horses back there to keep up with Justin Herbert, Patrick okay. Holmes, and Russell. Wilson. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, but uh, I, I know I think the Chiefs make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I think the Raiders win the division, and then I really I, I need to see your, what your burning question for the Chargers that you you uncorked yesterday says it all. Well, yeah. Which is you yeah. know can they can they just do not Charger stuff and like live up to their <laughs> it's potential? That simple. Yeah. Yeah. Like can they can they avoid the Charger like things? Yeah. yeah. You know, Missed field goals, weird special teams, fourth down, weird down. fourth down, yeah. fumbling like, on the goal line yeah, like exactly. Melvin Gordon did 19 what? times three years ago in Tennessee. Yeah. You know, I mean that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's the issue. Are they? I mean, they are. I think have a good case for being the most cursed team in the NFL. So they're so well, stacked, welcome the New York Jets. Herbert's amazing. Um, before I let you go, who's your MVP? Is it Josh Allen too? I actually, I I like Patrick Mahomes for this because I think, as you know, MVP is a narrative award. And I think I love if he's it able to true. produce at the level that I think you and I both think this offense will, yeah. with Tyreek Hill gone, the lion's share of the credit is going to go to Mahomes. And I think people, will, the voters will like it. What, is he, what are you, 12 wins? That's what is going to be required? At least 12 and 5? Yeah. You're in that division, toughest division in football. They don't, they don't skip a beat on offense. He spreads the ball around. He plays dynamite street ball. Right and and uh, and he wins the MVP. That's what you're saying. And essentially, saying. the lone anonymous defensive play caller will be in shambles. <laughs> I don't. It's just the 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 anonymous play caller, the defensive coordinator, saying that he plays street ball after his first two options. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you kidding me? And I do love the Chiefs' offensive line, rebuilt offensive line. I mean, Creed Humphrey is a is an animal up front. So. I agree with you. Go for it, Chris. Oh, got two uh, minutes Mina, left. who's got the best chance to be this year's Bengals in your mind? Kind of out of nowhere, they were such a long shot going into the season last yeah. year. Yeah, the and then just circumstances yeah. and things, stars aligning. Yeah. Um, well, I, I would say mm, out of nowhere is tough because I, 
I was going to say the Colts have like a Bengals like feel to me where mm-hmm. everyone kind of assumes that like they'll be fine, but I don't think people think of them as a Super Bowl team. And I think because of the division, because I think people are underrating the defense and because I feel like Matt Ryan still has it, all of a sudden it could be the divisional round and we're like, whoa, the Colts are still, still here. This. I think that's entirely plausible. Um, but they're not like from the depths of the Bengals. That's part yeah, of the reason why the, you're kind of – you're From the depths of the Bengals all the way to the top. Dolphins? That's not, they're not even that deep either. Okay. People think they're going to make the playoffs. I'll, I'll throw right? one out there. I'm Go very curious, and the opener is going to tell us a lot about what the Vikings look like. Speaking yeah, of like kind of cursed, cursed vibes, I think this offense with Kevin O'Connell is going to look a lot better yeah, than it I'm, has I'm in on the Vikings years. too. Irv had Kirk Cousins winning the MVP. That's a little crazy. Oh, yeah, that's a bit much. That's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, like he said down. Justin Jefferson was his bold prediction. Justin Jefferson is going to break all of Cooper Cup's records from last year. He's, I mean, and the I, Vikings win the division. Justin that's Jefferson in the Cooper Cup role, though, is gonna, I mean, the yards are going to be there. So I, Offensive player of the year? That's, that feels more realistic than MVP. So uh, your podcast is where all people are, are all podcasts are acquired. Uh, your, yes. your podcast with Lenny. Your this dog. Was Lenny. Okay. Um, say hi to everyone at the Worldwide Leader for me, will you please? I will on our forty third birthday. Forty third <laughs> birthday. Hey, Billy Gardell is going to be joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Your burning questions, Chris Brockman. Our phone lines are lit. We're going to uh, go to hour number three with eight four four two zero four. Rich, the number to dial in mind. Mina Kimes, thank you for being here on the show. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks for agreeing with me so much. Uh, you got it. <laughs> well, we're smart people. Oh, we got another minute plus here on our YouTube stream. We're smart people. That's the way it works. Yeah. Plus Peter, you, why, why are you so high on Matt? You've been one of the, the big Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. defenders yeah. in the last couple of years. I mean, years. last year he was playing behind, you know, paper mache, right? And when you, if you actually watch, he, he was actually still pretty accurate. He doesn't have the arm strength that he used to, but he throws with such anticipation. Pre-snap, he's still all got it. I was actually really impressed by his pocket movement despite his advanced years. Coupled with Frank Reich, who I think is still one of the best uh, offensive minds in the NFL in a superior situation, I think he's going to play really well. Okay. So you're local. You Hopefully you can come in here any anytime you want. Uh, and the next time you, you, you do come here, uh, can I see a picture? Uh, there we go. Can we, oh. Lenny, can we get Lenny? Can, oh. we, bring, can, we, can we bring Lenny? I he mean, is, I mean, you I might mean, have to throw him a few bones. <laughs> Literally or figuratively? You know, maybe both. Okay. Maybe both. I'm his representation. I mean, it, does he, he doesn't bark. I mean, if he's a podcasting dog, clearly he, he knows that he knows when the lights are on, right? I mean, so. He'll come if you do the voice for your dogs mm. on air. Go. You got 30 seconds. I'm not doing it. Just do it. I'll do the, I'll do the voice. I'm not doing it. Voice off. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Come on, Rich. Wow. <laughs> Come on, Rich. Do the dog voice. No, I'm not doing the dog voice. You almost did it. This is the dog voice. <laughs> this is my dog voice. No, it's not. There are no others like it, but this one is mine. Maybe next time. It's called a tease. Whack. Please come back, Mina Kimes. This has been a delight. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Everybody follow Mina Kimes on Twitter. I do as well. You will be smarter for it. We're back with Billy Gardell and your phone calls in hour number three in a moment. 